You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by the BRV Studios, this is Have You Heard with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm, our show that brings up the random news and crazy events along with a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about Barney the Dinosaur's new gig? Or what about the guy that was sucked into an MRI machine? Do you think that drinking bleach or buying flamethrowers are good ideas? We discuss this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 33 from the Big Red Van. All right, guys, here we are, episode 33, HYH. Welcome, everybody. Hi. <laughs> yeah, here we are, episode 33, and we're welcoming back from... I'm going to go back to episode 3. Ooh. 3, then 11? It was 11, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 3, and then That's 11. math. So what's 3 times 11? Oh my 33. God. So <sighs> here we are. My mind just got blown! Oh, yeah. It was meant, <laughs> meant to happen that way, Mr... Michael Gallion. Thank you, Michael, for coming back. Absolutely. Oh, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Thank you, fans. Thank you, fans. Thank you. <laughs> better known as Michael Wave. Mm, not probably better. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that like your... <laughs> to those people on that computer, maybe. Is it your alter ego? Is that is that a good way of... One of them, yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. Last time we talked a lot about douchebag diaries. So. <laughs> Is that still going on? Are you still doing that? Or are you rocking more microwave these days? I don't see too many hashtag douchebag diaries. Yeah, it's it's yeah, tough. any pro tips. Yeah, they both they have to come naturally and organically. So if I'm not feeling extra douchey, you're not going to get a douchebag diary. Well, well not... how are you feeling tonight? <sighs> I mean, I have sleeves on, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty business professional right now. That's true. A short sleeves tee. So why in the hell would you agree to come back a third time and do this podcast? I enjoy the free beer. Um, but you bought that, your own beer. Yeah, that wasn't provided. <laughs> um, the snacks. Um, but why not? It's enjoyable, and you guys are good. We appreciate having you. And seriously, we're going to get more into Microwave later. We're going to have our uh, round te- two talk. That was a teaser, wasn't it? Of course. It? So yeah. in the meantime, they can either listen to us or they can go watch a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. Hopefully God, not at the same time, time with their driving. <laughs> but anyway, we're ready to go. I'm pretty excited about this. You ready? Let's do it. Everybody, have you heard? So y'all remember Barney the dinosaur? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do. <laughs> that was actually me doing my impersonation. Yeah. You did very well. Yeah, that was close. <laughs> that was almost as good as the real one. Mm-hmm. So, was Barney a part of your childhood? Any of you three? Yes, yes. easily, easily. Absolutely. Uh, I think I'm the outlier. My sister watched Barney, but maybe I did. And I don't remember. But how, I have like, how I w- dare you not remember? No, I mean like my oh. little brother watched Levi Sandwich Cast. He watched him Barney. Watched well, see, Barney ran from 1991 to like 2009. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I was like four, five, you know, three. So it's, whenever it came you out, you could have been a Barney fan. No, I definitely watched because I was in, I was into any of those shows that had kids in it. I would just think to myself, yeah, I want to be on TV. I want to be one of those kids. Make you feel like if part of Barney, the show. If that's Barney, I'm going to do that. If that's whatever else was on PBS or like Disney, I'm way do back that. when when they did, uh, you could go to Nickelodeon Studios and be like. And get slimed yes. and all that sort of stuff. Get to be one of those kids. Oh, man. 
jealous. Exactly. So, have you guys ever uh, been to a casino? <laughs> <laughs> Segways. Oh, wow. Cool. I just have a quick question. Side, sidebar question. Cool. You guys ever? You guys ever played roulette? Like bet white or black? Nope. Red or black? Never, never stepped in a casino. <laughs> nope. You're that guy, not me. Okay. So roulette. It's either red or black, right? You can bet one or the other. Um, close to 50-50 chances. Not quite, but anyway. If you had to play roulette <laughs> with Barney, okay? <clears throat> Let's say white or black. Okay. What's you, white and what's black? Barney. Would you say the person that plays Barney oh. <laughs> is white or black? Wow. I thought you meant like op- we had op- two options. If you I know. had to guess? <laughs> yeah. If you had to like put all of the money that you had. Where would you would you put it on that the guy in the suit is a white guy or the guy in the suit is a black guy? I mean, I'm going all white for this one. You're going white guy. On behalf of the black community, <laughs> there is no way a brother is playing Barney. Okay. I know the answer. You know the answer. I'm, I'm that super yeah. fan. I know the answer, too, but... Mm. It's a black man. Come yeah. on, man. Can you believe that? I would have yes. put my entire life savings yes. on the fact <laughs> that that was a white guy dancing around in that costume. No. I would have probably no? I would have probably guessed just because it seems like a trick question. Right. Right. But no. Uh American actor David Joyner is the guy that's dancing around in the purple Which dinosaur also costume. Also is the whitest name ever. Yeah. So that's He's a, really tricking people. He really is. If one of y'all says some silly ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. <laughs> so these days he's a tantric sex therapist in the LA area. With a strict belief against the use of condoms. Oh, okay. Hmm. Raw dogging. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not a is bad that thing. Obvious, obviously, the Barney suit is protection. Oh, God. Oh, God. Quote, the energy I brought up in costume is based on the foundation of Tantra, which is love. And apparently the latex condoms, like, blocks the energy. Is this mm, his, his belief, does. okay? Yep, it does. Quote, everything stems, grows, and evolves from love. Yeah, this is this Joiner sure. guy. He's a grower. And <laughs> take away the sex stuff, and that sounds pretty much like the Barney that I knew. Mm. I love you, you love me. Like, everything is love with Barney, yeah. right? And they throw in the sex stuff, and it's him today. So, <laughs> as of today, he only accepts female clients for his quote-unquote services. Sexist. Charges $350 for a four-hour session. All clients must, of course, sign a consent form and disclose of any STDs that they might be carting around. You know? So, basically, dude just pops a Viagra and just goes beast mode on these women for four hours and collects $350 from them. It has a, right. li- like a license to do so. How is this not prostitution? Hmm. How in the world is it that this isn't prostitution? I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen other things about sex therapy and how it's legal and stuff like that. It's it's a very interesting field, like because that's exactly what it is. You people get a license to be you, a sex therapist. You pay yeah. someone to come over and cuddle or whatever. This woman's been a client of his for three years that went on record and said that it was like a spiritual awakening for her. All right. I mean, sure it was. I, I, Unreal. I don't know how to respond to any of this. <laughs> why Why you got a problem with uh, Joiner? Like, what's your... I have no problem. You said you didn't have... Uh, well, I, I just don't know how to respond. My first reaction is, why is it not illegal? It's because he's a man. 
Well, there's a maybe. There's Angela a woman. Go to jail. Hey, there was but, a woman uh, that was quoted in the article that was upset. She was one of his critics mm-hmm. because she is a legitimate sex therapist, mm-hmm. and she was saying that his beliefs against the non-use of condoms like takes away from well, his yeah, credibility that's and a, from that's the a huge safety problem. and yeah. all that. So that's why I said he's he's basically just advertising sex with himself to these women, promising a spiritual experience because he probably slips them something, what takes them. Raging boner pills and just goes ham. <laughs> what type of schooling or accreditate? Like, can I go to University of Phoenix to be, become a sex Probably. therapist? Probably. More than likely. I mean, yeah. this guy it's used to be life. like an insurance salesman I'd, or sure. something. Like, <laughs> he was the Barney. Yeah. And then, like, selling insurance. It's and now he's. Smooth transition. Like a legal prostitute. <laughs> I love you. Everybody, have you heard? That a uh, former Disney star, speaking of kid stuff that's getting ruined. Yeah. Uh, him and his girlfriend have been arrested in connection with a series of armed robberies in Burbank, California. Ooh, tell me more. You probably don't know him. Please be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, no, no. I said Disney. Disney. Okay. Well, oh, he is a lot of Disney. Treasure. You're right. Which is on Netflix right now. Wow. And me and Try my, and correct me. And my <laughs> horrible self was like, you know what? I kind of want to watch that movie. No. And I totally watched National Treasure the other day. <laughs> I know it's so <laughs> bad, but I had to. I don't know. All right. I don't know why it is. Who done it? Anyways, so 25 year old Adam Hicks, uh, who used to be on Disney Channel's Zeke and Luther. Is that is that your time, Malcolm? You know? Yeah, but. Was barely it? lasted. I'd, probably. <laughs> Hence why he's robbing people. Never heard of it. Uh, he played Luther Jerome Waffles on the Disney show. Well, that's your first problem. Waffles? All those names together. <laughs> side, Lu- side note, put a pin in Jerome. Okay. <laughs> the show was from 2009 to 2012, so three years, so not too long. It was about two best friends who wanted to become the world's best skaters. Yep. Right? Okay. So that's the show. So um, the first victim was walking near an intersection of Burbank Boulevard uh, and Griffin Park at about 5 in the morning uh, when Hicks went up to him with a gun and basically tried to jack him, you know? Okay. And uh, he pointed the gun at him and demanded his wallet. But according to the police, the victim just turned around and ran away. Didn't didn't get robbed. So uh, officers responded to the scene to investigate. When the police came, three additional robberies got called in almost immediately. Hmm. So basically, he like failed with this guy, and then went down to this guy, and then was like, oh, and went down to this guy. All in the same area. Got to be cracked out. Oh, I mean, I hope so. Um, Child stars. That's desperate, man. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. So all the victims were people that were out for a walk when they were robbed. They all provided. The basically the exact same description of the robber. His vehicle uh, was a dark-colored Kia with two people in it. So a witness later spotted the car matching that description on the 1600 blocks of uh, Scott Road in Burbank, California. And the police came, found the car. There was a woman in it and detained the woman inside. And the police, of course, found things from some of these stolen property from some of these people. So this is where I thought it was kind of crazy. So the woman, her name was Danny Tamburo. Uh, she basically just ratted him out and led the police to his house where they literally got SWAT to come in to take this guy down. They had the judge on the line said, we got to come get this dude. He's been holding up people all night. And judge and signed I need off. SWAT's assistance. And SWAT. <laughs> I guess because he had a gun. They And he knew he had a gun. And a Maybe. skateboard, probably. And a skateboard. Yeah, from the set. But they served the search warrant uh, via SWAT and he got arrested. Uh, of course, the woman in the car was the getaway driver, so she got charged with the crime, too, even though she she led them to it. It's probably mainly because it was a Kia. I hope so. They felt bad for him. Yeah. Did she get, like, a lesser count That's, or something? No. They got, they're got. they both being held on uh, $350,000 bails. 
Whoa. Well, that's, what happens when you point, that's what happens when you point guns at people. Yeah. So I said put a pin in Jerome. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I heard this conversation uh, yesterday morning on the radio on my way to work, and I thought it was hilarious. Let me start and preface the conversation with this was a conversation that was taking place between three black people, okay, on the radio, three oh, no. black um hosts here comes the racism oh cool it was a hilarious conversation to take to hear from my perspective but they were talking about some names like jerome and Dwayne were the two names that they talked about and okay. what they were trying they were talking about name name thieves like name jacking like when did one race steal one name from the other <laughs> and when did it stop being used like uh jerry seinfeld's real name is jerome uh, okay jerry richardson owner of the uh carolina panthers his real name is jerome there's somebody else that they named his real name is jerome it goes by jerry and then uh Dwayne. there was an, a d-u-a-n-e mm-hmm. like there's no white d-w-a-y-n-e <laughs> so there's just not <laughs> but when when did Dwayne stop being a white name and start to be an only black name? And Jerome was the same thing. They were talking about going back in history and like researching when was the last great Jerome and when, <laughs> like white. When was the last great white Jerome? And when was like and when was the kickoff for other names? Like Dominique Wilkins was like the platform springboard for black people to be named Dominique. Okay. And when did other names get like springboarded as certain race names? I thought it was an interesting conversation when I started talking about that. Like there's certain famous people that have had a certain name that have kicked off the popularity of that name in a certain race or among a certain race. And then they talked about the D.E beginning of a name whether it's Deshaun or Daquandre or <laughs> whatever it is uh, how that was a predominantly black thing uh, anyway like I said it D was nice D nice <laughs> the uncomfortable that's what it is what so, I'm so uncomfortable everybody have you heard have you heard at all what is going on in New Orleans Besides uh, prep for Mardi Gras, the beads, just Mardi Gras and some beads. You read that in the sewer? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Say that again. New Orleans has had Spoiler this plan alert. for about four months to try and clean up the city, and they've been going through the sewage and whatnot. Good luck. <laughs> been <laughs> exactly. there. Dirty. This is what the report on Thursday. More than 46 tons of carnival beads were among the 7.2 million pounds of trash. <laughs> Pulled from clogged catch basins along a five-block stretch of downtown Parade Road. Okay, give me those numbers again. How many tons of beads versus total trash? Oh, what did 46 you say? tons. So they of how many total? 7.2 million pounds. Pounds or tons? Pounds. So 93,000 pounds compared to 7.2 million pounds. Wow. That's, that's a, lot, a lot, of beads. lot of beads. That's a lot of titties a lot. flying. It is. A lot of dirty beads. And Mardi Gras isn't even here yet, and that's the trash they're collecting. The reason why they have backed been, up, yeah, they've been looking at this for a while, just because of um, having major flooding incidents in August. Um, I guess they had some really bad rainfall or something. I guess close to a foot. But anyways, they've been trying to find a way to clean it all up and figure out what's clogging up the drains. And significantly, they found beads that many beads so oh. they're trying to think of plans in that place it could have been worse you know they could have found so a lot of other things in the <laughs> drains in new orleans I'm, I'm sure there's a tally of yeah, all the things but i'd found. say there's probably a pie chart to of that seven 
million pounds of trash there's probably like x percent was condoms yeah body bottle caps two percent humans but also like i'm guessing why did it take him so long to think of that? Like, no, duh. It's beads. Of course. Yeah, like, I don't know. Why are you just now thinking? It's not like they got popular last year. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how many people are going to steal them and reuse them for this year? Oh. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just a marketing guru. Thank you so much. <laughs> just a little bleach and yeah, send just, them back out. Yeah. Then worse It'll things. be fine. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awful. No, I seriously, like, when I went to New Orleans, it literally smelled like urine. That's what it smelled like everywhere I walked. Oh, that that's just from Katrina. Well, this was... They haven't cleaned up. This was three years after Katrina. So, it was still... There was... Don't get me wrong. There were some places of New Orleans that was still wrecked when I went. But most of the big parts, like Bourbon Street and all the big parts of downtown New Orleans you go to, still shitty. Like, I mean, literally, it smelled bad. I think I've every never large been. city does. Like, New York City still smells like urine. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just a... I guess I'm just biased. I do not like big it's cities. just a big city smell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome well, to the like big city. It's like a mix city. of that well, and B.O. and well, dead trash. What I noticed was, like, because all in, like, Bourbon Street and all the old parts, of like, the French Quarter and all that, everything is still, like, cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not asphalt anywhere. It's all big, bumpy cobblestone. And then there's lots of places where the cobblestone's busted and broken and they haven't necessarily fixed it. And so there's big, ridiculous potholes. And they're just full of water and mm. that water is like beer and piss water mm. like and rain and everything else that gets washed down the street and it just sits there that i felt like was what was the smell was yeah, coming yeah. from but, okay. <laughs> but we also now i hate to go on another tangent here but dude so when i went to uh, to new orleans 10 o'clock in the morning going out to go see like i said like french quarter bourbon street all that stuff of course the restaurant scene is incredible down there we were going around to eat lunch at different places and stuff and crawfish oh man the crawfish arby's oh God. arby's yeah go to- arby's? Oh. we went to the sabaro no we have the meats <laughs> no but for real at 10 o'clock in the morning because down there also it's 24 hour bars there is not a 3 a.m 24 hour pop yeah, there's no 3 a.m mm-hmm. cutoff to last call you know like there is in tennessee so people can drink all day and the bars stay open all day. They encourage mm-hmm. it. So we're at 10 a.m. on the corner, getting like walking down the sidewalk to go somewhere. And this dude in a full business suit, like dressed super nice, except looking haggard, was I mean, quite literally blackout drunk, like like swaying back and forth, like, hey man, you guys, you guys got any bus fare? I I need to get I need to get home. And we were just, like, dumbfounded. It is 10 o'clock in the morning. This dude is in a, literally a full business suit, three-piece suit. Hadn't been to bed, obviously. hammered off his ass at 10 a.m. on the corner of Bourbon Street. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yep, that's what this town's all about. (laughs) Second thing that shocked me when I was there, you know, there's, like, strip club. It's like, when you go down Bourbon Street, it's bar, head shop, strip club. Bar, head shop, strip club. That's... Oh. What Bourbon Street is? Okay, there's never, only, never or, been. I'm sorry, not head shop. Uh, what do they call them? Voodoo shops, where all you can right. buy all the crazy New Orleans shit. Yeah. So we're walking by one of those places, and also some, I guess, local ordinances. You can show nudes outside of the the strip club. So what you when you're walking by these strip clubs, they have posters on the outside. Now this could have been changed. This has been almost a decade ago, but they had posters of the girls and the things you could go see unedited on the outside. Like, come see Cherry. And it was just a right. big nude picture of Cherry. And you could go see Cherry. Did you go see Cherry? No. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm just making up names here. He was, he was but, waiting for it. I was, I was hoping. No, was but just... I just, I meant like my mind was so blown from growing up like here. You know, you think going downtown, you see crazy stuff. You go downtown in New Orleans, you're going to see some fucking crazy stuff. Like, yeah, I have heard that. But I mean, like, before I go to a restaurant, I always read the menu outside. So. It's true. That's, exact, the same thing. that's exactly true. what it was. Am I getting tuna or am this I getting This is a grouper? marketing guru that we have in Dude, studio. I've told you once. I've told you one too many times. It goes times. even further. One of the things, one of the places you walk by was one of those places, I guess it was like a peep show where you get to go see people do it. Like, you literally just watch, mm-hmm. like, a, like you're watching a live porno. Is that I bet they get a lot of paying customers and, in New Orleans. With and they had a picture of two weirdos. people, like, you know, all entangled. That's not, like, that's not how things it. work. Those hand motions were not how things work. And you have a child. They had a picture of two people banging that were go. the people, There's and there the was a big picture of them on the front glass naked. I was just dumbfounded. Like, this can't be real. This isn't real. Like, this, you can't allow a place where children can walk by. And this is what's on the wall outside of the So if it's Barney, though, then it's okay. Yeah, Of course. It's the children. I love you, you love me. We're best friends. What did you expect in New Orleans? Just... I don't know. Yeah. I just... There's a certain level Like six o'clock things, just the gates rise and... I would imagine it'd be a crazy party town at night, but at 10 o'clock in the morning, going out to go a restaurant sightseeing, Mm -mm. you think you'd be safe from it. Nope. But no. Nude strip club signs on the walls and hammered dudes begging for money at the the corner. That's like Vegas. Ugh. Never sleeps. (sighs) Never stops. I'm sure Vegas is way worse, but I'm just... Never stops. I'll never forget that, that time in... That's awesome. In New Orleans. It was crazy. I like that story. <laughs> you got any bus fare, man? I, th- I was hoping that Cherry would have a little bit more to do with the story. Yeah, I'm not the strip club kind of guy. Never yeah. been, probably never will. Same. I know? said probably never will. Definitely never will. <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah. same. Uh, is it time for us to take a break? Is it? Okay, yeah, so. let's take a break. I think it's time for us to take a break. Hey, Big Red Van listeners, I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to yeah. right this very second. And I have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend, Walt Braley. And I will be filling in as interim host while Joe Blackstock is off traveling through time. Yeah, Joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich. So you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of Sandwich Cast. So listen to us. You can find us on iTunes. And you can follow us on Instagram at, at SandwichCastPod. SandwichCast. SandwichCast. It's in your mouth. Everybody, have you heard... So you guys ever heard of about Genesis 2 Church and their healing methods? Were they like stick snakes on you or something? Better. So Turtles? <laughs> I like turtles. There it is. <laughs> Genesis 2 is a group of people that form together as what they call a church to serve mankind directly as opposed to serving God. So there was this explanation on the church's homepage about how they uh, most churches that are formed are formed to serve God. And as a result, they kind of serve mankind, too. Isn't that technically the definition of the Church of Satan? Because the Church of Satan is technically an atheist organization that is all about you can help yourself. I've never looked into the Church of Satan. Oh, I'm just so sorry. <laughs> they don't either. actually worship the pointy hair guy, or the pointy ear guy, but whatever the hell. No. Who do I'm just worship? saying, that's a, it sounds like it. Go oh. ahead. No, these people are weird, though. They, quote, we want to bring health to the world and extract mankind from a world of death to a world of the living. Not a religious goal, but a goal of having all live in a decent world where men no longer kill other men for financial gain. 
okay? Again, this is all stuff that I got off the website. I was directed there by this other story that I'm getting to. Just want to give some background. So it sounds a little culty, but nothing too extreme yet. They don't feel... It is their mission to quote unquote teach any of their beliefs. The real question is do they wear tracksuits? Uh, I have a fashion question. That's a very good great, question. Great question. For caught the off audience. guard. Caught yeah. off guard with a fashion question. Great. I mean, if they're wearing <laughs> Adidas classics and tracksuits, we've got a problem. I'm caught with my pants down to that question. Whoa. Sorry. Um, oh my. They they don't want to teach people of their beliefs. Only the technology of their cleansing water and their healing sacraments. There it is. As long as you cleanse yourself the way they want you to, you can have any religious denomination that you choose. How many zorks do I have in my bloodstream, or whatever the hell it's called? Now for an example of those <laughs> sacraments. Ever heard of parents making their children drink bleach in an attempt to cure them of autism? For example. Um. Tide Pods might work. <laughs> so, I wish. Close. Tide Some pods. of them have bleach. Maybe Tide Pods for the parents. So, <laughs> recently in Britain, there were cases where children as young as two years old oh, were dear forced God. into this treatment. Known as MMS, which stands for Miracle Mineral Solution, is endorsed loudly with some real crazy assholes on Facebook. So, and apparently has some dark roots in history as an actual practice. This is back when people legitimately believed autism was caused by pathogens and parasites, which chloride dioxide kills. Just just give them a good bloodletting. An investigation back in 2016 found there was an underground network of these people living in Southern California, which was promoting this uh, MMS practice um, as a cure for cancer, Parkinson's disease, and autism. And the previous year, an undercover reporter learned of a secret conference that was being held in the UK where leaders from this church in California traveled there to learn more about it. Um, but they, they're not able to be arrested or charged with anything because they claim it's a non-dangerous religious sacrament. Hmm. So it's just a little bit of bleach. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> what they learned in this uh, summit, I guess you could say, is uh, how to mix it with fruit juice and things like that to cover the taste. Take the bite off of it. But only for scientists to later point out that mixing it with juice caused the solution to acidify and produce a more lethal form of bleach, which like is used to strip textiles. It'll really burn that esophagus going And that's down. what they're pumping down their kids' throats. Which, yeah, that makes sense, because if you add bleach to any citrus, you're done. So it's hard to believe this stat, you're but done. there's only one death that's been linked to this practice, but several reported cases of those who have taken it that now have serious health problems, like with their liver and kidneys and things. Oh, my. This just leads me to snake handlers. And, like, what do you expect to happen? It's still widely available to purchase online today. Their juice with bleach in it? No, this con- this concoction. It's like a two-step process, which you combine these two things and like it creates bleach. Like, they sell bleach. you the, the stuff that's, that's was, legal, yeah. and then you buy the bleach and add it. Also, a side note. Side note. Put a pin in concoction. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, you buy these two ingredients separately. separately. You put them together, and it creates bleach. And, that's, it's and you buy them from the church? Because that's where I was getting at. Like, what a lazy church. Like, I would be bottling as a marketing guru. (laughs) Like, bottle this up and, like, you have to buy it from me. But no, they're just like, hey, go get bleach. Yeah, because that's just lazy. But they're going to have blood on their hands if they do that. Yeah. They can't do that. They know that it's going to kill people. Cool. They can't trace it back to them. Bleach? Yeah, man. And kids as young as two that parents are forcing crazy ass parents. Well, we did talk about last episode about cigarettes, people that get brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the true. kid festival with, or the festival with the kids smoking that was cigarettes. A couple episodes, yeah, or two episodes ago, yeah. yeah. 
Jeez. Mm. In that small town. Oh, well, hell, they only smoke today. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we put a pin in concoction. What's that all about? Unpin it. Oh, yeah. So everybody have you heard? Just follow me real quick. This lady, her name is Megan Day. She decides, just like the average Amazon Prime user, to order something off of Amazon and expect it to show up within that week. Right, Hayden? Of course. That's how it works. Two-day shipping. Exactly. So, I've never heard of this that she ordered, but it's called a sauna hat. I've never needed a hat for a sauna. exciting. It does sound exciting. Nope. Sauna hats? Nope. It's got a a camera in it? The only... (laughs) (laughs) Does it take selfies? The, the the main purpose of a sauna hat, which I read up on because I did not know what it was, um, but you're pretty much supposed to use it to keep your head cool. Okay. That way you can oh, stay in the like, sauna longer. So you're not frying your brain? Yeah. You fry the rest of you, so you but can not stay your brain? in longer. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what she ordered. That's definitely not what she got. No? No. Okay. She waited about a month, and this random package showed up, which she ended up tweeting about. She showed how she ordered from... I guess it was some Russian company. But through Amazon. Through Amazon. Sourced yeah. through Amazon. And then she gets this brown packaging with tons of Russian stamps on it and whatnot. And it's a contraband Cuban cancer drug <laughs> made from blue scorpion venom. Perfect. Oh, nice. Well, top She gets that after dollar. a month. Like, they didn't even send her the hat with it. Well, it's <laughs> like when you click list at Kroger. And they're out of that product. They'll substitute it with something just like it. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah, get a close second. It is. It's just like it's that. Probably the hat's probably you made might, of the scorpion. Yeah. Venom. When she was probably. buying that, there was probably like a you might also like. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Scorpion. And poison. they were like, well, she clearly looks blue like. scorpion venom. Like the people who purchased this mm-hmm. sauna hat mm-hmm. also purchased also purchased yeah. scorpion mm-hmm. venom <laughs> from Russia and yeah. bleach from yeah. Genesis. Or, yeah. And maybe the album. I don't dance. That's true. Or they do I can't it. Dance. They do it all. Phil Collins. <laughs> Let's just start saying words. Yeah. Words. <laughs> Heard of them. Yeah. So that's what she got in the mail. That crazy concoction. I I don't know what she ends up doing with it, but someone's <laughs> in trouble because that's illegal. Put it straight in the syringe and get crazy. Everybody, have you heard? Do any of you guys know why in hospitals they don't allow any type of metal into the MRI or the MRI room? I'm sure that there's a couple of reasons. Well, what do you think? Michael, what you, well, why can't you have metal in the MRI? Uh, metal in the MRI? Because it'll uh, electrocute you. Uh, well, an it'll, MRI, it'll, it'll, it'll it block tries, the it tries uh, picture. To the surface. Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you one better. An MRI is a gigantic electromagnet. Yeah, so that what? big coiled donut you climb in there. That's a bunch of coils going around making a huge... I'm saying it real Who's red. talking naked. right now? Big old country Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, dude. One of them snipe hunts last night, man, with them sticks and bag and whack, whack, man. If he'd go, woo-loo, talking about that big mistake, y'all. right there in that cooler. Okay, I'm going to try a little better this time. So, an MRI machine is really a big, giant, coiled electromagnet, okay? And that's what the donut shape is. And you go in and they... And they, it does what it what does do do? to x-ray your body. Right. Okay. So when I say giant electromagnet, what do you think happens if a piece of metal's in the room? It's sucked to it. Oh, boy, does it suck to it. Okay. Yeah. So a man in India died after being sucked into an MRI. this stuff always happen in India? <laughs> uh, negligence, I guess. I, that's kind of what happened here. Oversight. But... 
Um, he died after being sucked into an MRI machine at a hospital while visiting a sick relative. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sucked into... Sucked? What was he wearing? In. Yeah, Armor? was he had like a chastity Medieval? belt on? Medieval? I'm going to explain. <laughs> okay. Rajesh Maru. Okay. He was 32 try, years try old. Try again. Rajesh Maru. I feel good about that. Yeah. He was 32 years old. Yeah. Was dragged towards the machine by its magnetic force after he entered the room carrying an oxygen cylinder. Okay. Okay. I don't know why he had an oxygen cylinder. They didn't go into much detail about why. Why did he think that it was okay to bring it in there? Well, that's the thing. He didn't... What they think is he didn't even necessarily know that he was going into that room, and that's where the the issue is. So he just wandered into this room? And he couldn't let it go? Rajesh? So here's... So if I understood the report correctly, he came into the room... While towing one of those oxygen tanks behind you, like how you see someone that like needs oxygen, is and he just got them. like X Men sucked across the room. Yes, the magnetic force of the MRI was so great that it caused the oxygen tank to push him mm. towards the MRI machine, slam him into it, knocks him out. Uh, then the tank rolls off of him and then ruptures against the MRI machine, and then machine, goes spewing all over, and the then starts and then starts spilling out liquid oxygen all over the floor, which he is then passed out laying in. And so the liquid oxygen comes over his body and goes into his lungs and everything else, and he dies from liquid oxygen poisoning. What? Yeah, I thought you were gonna say it like spewed and starts like shooting all over. How cartoon, did you find like, across this? the room? That's news? ridiculous. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Daily Mail, uh, British, but. Coming, um, coming to Bollywood. So, it's under investigation. What they're trying to decide is why in the world was A, and this is, this is the crazy part, why was the MRI machine on? Because it was on. Mm-hmm. With no one in that room. Mm-hmm. And the room unlocked and unattended. And so, dude was in the hospital visiting family. Uh, he had an oxygen tank for whatever reason. Happens to just walk into the MRI room. Machine has been left on by accident with no one guarding it. And then he just gets sucked right into the MRI machine with his oxygen tank. And then it explodes. And yeah. Okay, so here's how I'm thinking about it. It's India. So they're <clears throat> they're not going to have many signs in the hospital. Like, it's not... India, a, India, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. It's not a shithole. Hold, hold on with hold me. On. Let, let hold on, let him be stereotypical hold real on. quick. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me for a second. MR machines are not nearly as around as they are in the United States. I don't think there are yeah. as many as there are in India. Uh, sorry, the United States has more. But me saying that means that I don't think there's a sign for the door that says... MRR machine. Oh, man. And I also don't think that there are that many people that are trained professionally on how to use that. Well, the the people... In a hospital? I promise you, Wade. The people that are in trouble uh, were basically like the doctor that's in charge of that wing. And I think like a couple, whatever they call them in... At this hospital, basically like hospital hands, yeah, nurses, whatever you want to call them, they had a weird name for it. But uh, I like hospital hands. I do too. But the people that are supposed to be locking, unlocking doors, cleaning the stuff, mm-hmm. keeping up with the functions of the hospital, things like, you do with hands. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow left the MRI on, and somehow left the door unlocked, and some idiot walked through the door with an oxygen tank and got slung across the room with it. Mm. So. That is crazy. Is that not just nuts? That's crazy. That is why they take your earrings and your nose rings and your everything else that they're like, no, no, no. You can't have that one ring on. Yeah, and if you have, like, a metal in your body, like a pacemaker or something like that, you can't get an MRI. No. Yeah. Because it'll suck your chest right to the wall. It'll fuck you up. It'll kill you, probably. Yeah, bad. (laughs) It'll do that. Uh, But, yeah, crazy stuff. Mm. That's nice. I like that. You want to take a break? That was quick, but let's it, do it. It was quick. We don't have to take a break. You want to take a break? 
We have to take a break. Let's take a break. I got to pee. We got some bills to pay. Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. We don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? The Elon Musk is in the flamethrower game. Okay, so I have seen tweets upon tweets about something about flamethrowers and Elon, and I have yet to look into it myself. Please explain. Perfect. Yes, and I said flamethrower. Yeah, I know. All right, so if all you thought Elon Musk and his company is called the Boring Company, um, funny name, but like a boring machine, uh, if you thought all they did was dig tunnels, build cars, and shoot things into space, you're not giving the man enough credit. All right? This past Saturday, he kicked the door down on another industry he wishes to conquer, Zombie apocalypse weaponry. Mm, perfect. <laughs> By allowing 20,000 customers to pre-order, quote, the world's safest flamethrower. Mm-hmm. With like a creme brulee torch? Is that mm-hmm. what we're talking about here? Costing $500. Fire extinguisher sold <laughs> separately. $30. How much a good butane torch cost you, Michael? Uh, you got one? Like 25 Really? Okay. Question mark? All right. So we're talking a little <laughs> bit more heavy duty, right? It's a flamethrower. So Flamethrowers are illegal. Okay. No. Yeah, but this one's a safe one. Yeah. No, 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 but I meant like and zombies. That so. word. Like Geneva Convention, like they're not allowed in combat. Like like any flamethrower in civilian use has to be uh what's the word? Made not usable. Like so if somebody has a Vietnam relic that's a flamethrower, it has to have the tank has to be have a bunch of holes bored in it so that it can't function. Okay. Well the information I got illegal. the information I got is that flamethrowers are not regulated by the ATF. They totally are. So, well, I don't know. Maybe not ATF because who who has the Bureau one? of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms? Oh, I know who the ATF is. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> oh my! I meant like like military. What? I don't know. That's weird. We're always fighting. Yeah, we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cute, it's, isn't it's it? It's fun. So, yeah. um, if I had a flame I'm throw, right. I'd he's open wrong. Carry. He just doesn't want to admit. Listen, <laughs> this comes with a fully guaranteed as a defense tactic or your money back. All Listen, right. if you want a flamethrower, you should have seen my last date. Am I right? <laughs> I'm a big flamer thrower. <laughs> First of all, if it doesn't you work... You probably throw... Let's be honest here. How far do you think you could throw me? A person? <laughs> Hayden. I haven't, I haven't a- attempted, but let's I mean, go. Mr. Muscles over here, he could probably throw a person pretty far. Why did you pick yourself? I know. I'm just... Small guy here. Like, throw hey, me, Michael. Like, hey, <laughs> hey man, I don't want you to throw me. <laughs> Not... N- you didn't, you didn't buy the <laughs> come, beer. Come on now. You, you didn't said buy it, beer. not me. Uh, Go away. But it's a money-back guarantee. If it doesn't oh, work, like, you're in some shit with the zombies. Against a zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah. Like, how so, are you going to go so, about getting your money back? Yeah. Are you going to be able to keep a receipt during that? Elon, he, like, he, the tweets. Mm-hmm. So he sent out a message to everyone on Twitter saying, when the zombie apocalypse happens, you'll be glad you bought a flamethrower. Works against hordes of the undead or your money back. <laughs> but he also said, quote, I want to be clear that a flamethrower is a super terrible idea. 
Definitely don't buy one unless you like fun. <laughs> oh, trust me, they'd be fun. But marketing guru. But listen to this: people who purchase one will not have to perform a background check. Perfect. And believe it or not, flamethrowers are not regulated by the ATF, considering the information that I got. So, like anyone right now, could be walking the streets with a flamethrower that he probably okay bought from it. Elon Musk. Okay. Wow. Many posts on social media about it, both from the company and fans, and some have started a rumor that Elon is secretly creating like a zombie farm to carry out uh, some apocalypse to generate more demand for his mm-hmm. product. Because oh he said God. when, not if. Yeah. It was to happen. Definitely. Yeah. It, he used when the word it when. happens. Yeah. Yep. And that's when he takes off on his rocket well, and goes and lives on Mars. Correct. Bye, and just watch, and watches us. <laughs> so yeah. he said, you Bye, need, suckers! You, and you know how he feeds into this stuff. Like, Elon loves him a good troll on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So he, he said, he uh, tweets back. You'd need millions of zombies for a so-called apocalypse anyway. Where would I even get a factory big enough to make that many? <laughs> He's obviously got huge factories. Like oh, yeah. Those battery factories and stuff. But this article brought up a topic that we have yet to discuss on this podcast. No. Where do you stand on zombie preparedness? Are you, like, flamethrower ready? Like, considering his brilliance, like, would you say the flamethrower is the most effective weapon? Mm, no. That's where he's going. Like, Elon's go-to is the flamethrower. I'd say the most effective weapon, and this is just me being nerdy, okay, would be, like, the A-12 shotgun that holds a 120-round drum of shotgun shells and just have a lot of those. You could you could fend off some zombies with that because i think that would be better one one zombie at a time dude the a12 is a like semi-automatic 12 gauge that has 120 rounds in it so basically you could stand at one point and just with a 12 gauge yeah trust me what is that Wow. Malcolm was really tired before the podcast oh that's right he fell asleep on the table but that's the way that's my nerdy answer I think that would I don't be know. I don't even think about the weapons that I think I'd that, that would be a badass, but I I don't know about a semi-automatic shotgun. I never heard of one of those. I didn't know that was an option. But shotgun definitely can kick some ass, but again, like what if it's like but you eventually run them. out, you eventually have to reload. That's that's all that's how it always goes down in a zombie apocalypse movie situation is you might have the gun, but you can't Okay, if this, it's not going to last forever. If this was like a uh, bracket in basketball where flamethrower came up against the gun you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I think flamethrower wins on like a last second shot or like a late foul free yeah. throw so, situation. When you say preparedness, you're talking about defense mechanisms? Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. Because when I think of preparedness, I'm thinking about, all right, what do I have at my own house that I do not have to go out in the streets for? Yeah. How are, oh, how are you going to Like, how can I zombies? avoid not going to a food center of any sort? A, fo- a, a food center? Well, <laughs> yeah, a grocery either, store. either that Groceries. or Thank a, you. an armory Yeah, to get something to defend yourself with. Nah, I don't know. Michael, zombie apocalypse happens. <sighs> I'm What's sorry, the you first all are thing you die. do. This is how I'm prepared. And he, you cooks, all are, he cooks the Last Supper. Yes, ramen. But <laughs> here's how you all are going to die because I will live. This <laughs> okay. is how. Oh, Why? Okay. Two things: dark circles and bad breath. They're going to think that I'm one of them, and they're not going <laughs> to attack me. Gotcha. Look at myself. I'm emaciated in the face. Is this your Fe- plan? Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. So physically, they're like, "Oh, he's one of us. He's fine." So <laughs> that's what it's about. Self-self-defense. <laughs> I don't wow. need none of your. Bam, bam, bams, and your super soakers. 
super sucks. Get in where you fit. Just in. say, look me in the eyes. Yeah, I'm one look of at you. this. Yeah. Look me in the eyes. I'm, look at me without concealer on. <laughs> I'm dead inside. Yeah, I've got no soul. Just like you. <laughs> We're brothers, you yeah. and I. Oh yeah, join us. I love it. Everybody, have you heard about an inmate that escaped from a federal prison in Texas? No. Do you hear about this? Mm. Okay. He uh, his goal was to bring back a stash of goods that included booze, tobacco, and a bunch of home cooked food. Hold on, he wanted to go get that stuff and come back. Yeah, I wanted to ask that first. <laughs> was this is like a a trend? Is what is your first thought when you when escape, you escape prison? Is it to come back? Like, oh wow, I really forgot this. Oh, I know. Let me go get that. I know where I can get that. Hang on, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, my Go. head, my head goes to I just broke out. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I better be on the lamb for a little while. Right. Like right. I'm I'm going to Utah. Like I don't know. Like somewhere else. Utah. Okay. Well, mm. see, more and more uh, people, we're finding out people in. go back. Mm-hmm. I, so, I can't blend in Utah. So, Joshua Hansen. <laughs> stuff must be really tall, expensive in prison. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's basically what's going down here. Is people are wanting to go to prison to sell stuff. But uh, 25-year-old Josh Hansen of Dallas, he was arrested. I love Umbop. Oh. Hey, shout out to my wife. She loves some Hansen. Yeah. Um, but he was arrested on Wednesday by U.S. Marshals and the Jefferson County deputies after uh, they were alerted that inmates from a uh, federal prison uh, had escaped. And they escaped out the rear of the facility, crossing um, the fence onto a private land by uh, owned by a rancher. And then, according to the tip, which I believe was the rancher, he had seen some people on his property. They had picked up contraband and taken it back into the facility. I like the word contraband. I was about to say the same Don't thing. Don't you like that word? I think it's a great word. It is. I need to utilize it more in the app. So basically, so basically Mr. Rancher had seen somebody coming across his property, grabbing some stuff, and running back across his property back towards the federal prison. See, like, the second time you use stuff, like contraband can mean so many oh, things. It's, it's a it's, glorious word. It is a great word. You, well used, Hayden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so after he notifies the police... And they start setting up a surveillance operation. Um, and so police watched a vehicle drive on to the neighboring property, leaving a large duffel bag on the ground. And then about two hours later, an inmate, later identified as Mr. Hansen, was spotted sprinting from the prison, grabbing the bag, and then heading back towards the prison. Okay? <laughs> inside the bag, so of course they're like, busted, and they got him. So inside the bag was um, three bottles of brandy. Oh. A bottle of whiskey. What a delight. A dozen packs of uh, what's 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 the the tobacco that's in the blue pouches? Bugler, buglers. There you go. Whoa. A dozen packs of buglers, <laughs> gummy package snacks, um, a bunch of fruit, and a bunch of Tupperware containers of home cooked food, um, including sausages, chicken, rice, and vegetables. What was his last name? I'd like to look him up. I know, <laughs> right? He really knows how to set up a nice date. I know, right? Like, wow, I, he's like, got himself a gentleman caller waiting for like him. Like, what? This what does true. that tell you about mm-hmm. the food that they? Because I saw the picture of it, and it was literally like a Tupperware of like corn, a Tupperware of like mashed potatoes, and then like a one of like hmm. chicken breasts and some sausages. Okay. Well, see, they might get that in prison, like all ground up in a blender. But, right. together but what my point is, is slopped is, on the plate. Is the prison food so bad that they have to smuggle in things like corn and mashed potatoes? And I think it was more like what Michael was hinting at. I think it was like a date. 
Yeah. I think that was his uh, offering. His offering to his his a man. I mean, where do you <laughs> where do you think they're going to find him? You know, he ran through someone's ranch. He's not going to a sushi joint. The only reason <laughs> you go back to prison. I'm just saying. Listen, the only reason you go back to prison is for love. Yep. <laughs> no. Yep. You break out and go back. It's for love. Mm-hmm. I mean, in lo- if he's homeless, prison is a totally better option because he's got a TV. Correct. He's got. He's got free education. He left his heart behind bars. He's got a free bed. He's got a free laundry service. No, yeah. man, that's not love. Yeah. So his, the only thing I'm thinking of with the cooking is that he has a preference on how things are made. I know, like, like oh well, I like how my mom makes corn. So I guess so. I gotta go get it. But think maybe about, his mom's Marie Calendar. Think about a duffel bag of things that you are going to bring back, smuggle into a prison. Okay, what are things that are higher in value than like if you had to fill up this duffel bag oh, worth of things? That's cigarette. That tobacco is pretty valuable. Half right. of it, half of it would be underwear. <laughs> what kind of party are you? Half, half. half. Yeah, I need clean underwear. What did you crap yourself? But they at least give you. St- <laughs> I, I'm just. You, I'm know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's where's the giant bags of of weed and where's the more bottles of liquor and. Where's the cocaine and the pills and everything else? Like corn, yeah, mashed potatoes, corn. Tupperwares of some Chicken. expiring food, mm-hmm. bratwurst. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what like, I'm saying. You're right. It has to be love. It was a date. Wade's man. right. It was. It was like two days. You have to eat this shit, or it's going bad. I know. Like, it would, dude. I, I'm going to share the picture. He was planning of the on bus. eating it that night. Mm-hmm. You know, and eating some more. Was there candles and some more? Um, <laughs> Uh, um, Celine Dion, a couple CD? dildos and Something? some other things, I don't know. but that was oh, about it. Hey, you want to make fourteen dollars the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, but of course, he went back into jail, and yeah, I mean, he's that's that's pretty much it. He's he's in trouble because they noticed right away. Oh, I mean, like they said, they were surveillancing him, and when they saw him, look come at this get, guy go, come get the duffel bag that was set that the. the the car dropped off and then run back into prison. But the big thing was this this arrest really highlights a growing problem of the ability to easily, first of all, escape and then also smuggle back contraband back in to the prison by the inmates at this facility. So, like, obviously that has uh, really opened their eyes to uh, some of their openings. I guess you could open their eyes <laughs> to some <laughs> openings. That's what he planned on doing. Oh, yeah. my. You know. Also, do you think that there is a band named Contraband? And if not, I'm sure that are you ready? Contra had a band. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Contraband. And they're like, no, really, it's a country band, but you just said it wrong, maybe? <laughs> it's a Contraband. This guy. He's the pun man. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Sausages. Everybody, have you heard? So you guys hear about the national security issue that was being caused by this fitness app? Fitness. 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 (laughs) You like fitness? I can't go to jail again. (laughs) Fitness cord in your butt. Right. Fitness tapeworm up your butt. Oh, man. That's more to come on that. Just wait. More to come? That's what she said. So this uh, new interactive map posted on the internet uh, shows the locations and paths of people who use fitness devices like Fitbit or Jawbone has recently been causing uh, serious concern for some in the U.S. military. So I'm sure you've imagined lots of military members wear these things while exercising uh, and or on patrol. This thing, it's called the Global Heat Map. It's published by a company called Strava. 
S-T-R-A-V-A. So you're saying it is okay for military personnel to wear Fitbits on duty? I'll get that. I'll get to that. Stay tuned. Because I find that very weird. If it is. Well, you're like an Iranian. But again, I'm going to get to that. Okay. So They use satellite information to map the location and movements of subscribers to the company's fitness service for over a two-year period, highlighting areas of activity on the map. So the map's not like a live look. um, More like accumulated activity from, say, 2015 to last September. Strava apparently has around 27 million users worldwide, including uh, people who use other devices mentioned before, like Fitbit, Jawbone, VitaFit, if there's any others. Right. I don't Um, don't know. I don't have any others. So you can imagine places like the U.S. and Europe are well lit because millions of people have these things and go running everywhere. But think about... In places like deserts or war zones like Iraq and Syria, where the map is totally dark except for a few scattered highlighted pieces. So, apparently, when you zoom in on these spots, like some 20-year-old Australian kid did, you can find the locations of known and unknown U.S. military bases due to the outlines of routes people take. Oh. So, think of a soldier walking the perimeter of a base while they, quote-unquote, kept watch or something or did a patrol. <laughs> Let me get my steps in. <laughs> or even certain soldiers that always run the same path on the same days at the same times. See what I'm getting at? Oh, yeah. So, military personnel have spoken out about the map, saying it raises serious security concerns, and they honestly cannot believe the oversight that allowed such things to get out. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Is Back in 2013, the Pentagon gave out 2,500 Fitbits to military personnel and encouraged them to wear them in an effort to fight obesity among Corps members. Yikes. What? What? <laughs> The Pentagon suggested and encouraged this. So I said you sounded Iranian because Iran is like one that Russians are tracked on here and Russian Russian bases have been found. But Iran's military personnel either don't allow them to or tell them to turn it off when they're on base because there was the none of common their sense. none of their yeah. stuff. It seems to be common sense only to I would imagine one of the nu- one of the nuclear powers in the world. Anywhere, <laughs> one. I would just imagine anywhere you're international and you're on a base, especially if it's a secret base, that anything that has any sort of GPS technology in it should be 100% regulated and kept off or not on base or whatever. Any but location why, tracking why software. That's what I mean. Like yeah. Any GPS design device. Like, how can the secret base Alright, guys, I need to you to... Apparently, you can stop all the tracking by simply, like, changing the settings in the app. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can. That's but, I mean, they could have then, before they started walking their I patrols. Mean, but, again, think about the, the didn't problem we just learn this is. with Snapchat? Like, the Snapchat maps and all that stuff, where you can find out where all your friends are? No. Yeah, there's a whole map. I didn't know about all this. I, yeah. I have... Um, that was yeah, like I've, a whole like child molestation thing. Like You can or, look at a map. Anyone who has a Snapchat, I can see where everyone is. Wow. Oh, yeah. And all you have to do is like, the zoom the in onto off. the city mm-hmm. and find them. Yeah. Hmm. And you can find out who's cheating. I can't come today. I'm busy. And you're like, bitch, I see that you're at... I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> like, wow. how do we learn that? Everything is trackable. Nice. I thought a Fitbit would not be. Included. See, and I, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like, how could they GPS track something that has your location services? That kind of thing. But it doesn't map, make sense. The map is crazy. Like it shows like the outlines mm-hmm. of the basically the outline of a base that is Perfect. the 
And it doesn't show it on the map. The map is just a map that shows uh, highlighted areas in certain regions of the world. Mm -hmm. And if you superimpose that on top of another, like Google Maps, and zoom it in, then you can see that it outlines certain military bases, Hmm. which is what these, like, 20-year-old Australian students did. Like, the map itself didn't even realize what they were releasing when they released it it was just something that was found by these talk about getting uh getting your door knocked on if you uh make that facebook post yeah hey check out this military base (laughs) i'm pretty sure i found he started tweeting about it and then it got retweeted so many times and then military personnel like the white house and shit started commenting on it and that's how it became like a story they all show up to his house yeah that's what i'm saying like excuse me sir come with me we're gonna need you (laughs) honestly we're gonna need you to uh come work for us (laughs) yeah yeah probably made him Gave him two options. <laughs> we either kill you right now or you come work for us. Correct. Those were the two I was thinking of. That's my list. Are you done? Yeah. You done? Yeah. Michael, you ready? I've, I've been done. You've been done. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to talk some more? For all the you're Michael waivers out? out there. Yeah, yeah. Michael waivers. You're going to hang out a little bit? I'm here for you, bro. Heck yeah. yeah. I think you said that last time, too. I appreciate that. Mm, bro. All right, everybody. We appreciate it, and we're going to catch you on the next one.